0: Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 260 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the cookie creatrix behind Kickass Switch, putting the K in Magic and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadavoe.com or back on the description page for this episode, back on Blog Talk Radio, where you will also find a link to today's very special guest, my friend, my personal friend. It's always fun to have a friend on the show. Marla Martinson. Welcome, Marla. Yay.
1: Hey, Joanna. Yay. (laughs) So happy to be on Hippie Witch. (laughs) uh,
0: It's funny to talk to you on the radio as opposed to -to face-to-face because we've hung out quite a bit here in Los Angeles.
1: That's right. And now it's our favorite month, October. I think that's your favorite month too. Well, I know you love September too because it's your birthday month, but (laughs) it's the fall and I was just in Seattle for two weeks, which was fantastic because it was cold and fall leaves and wet and fabulous and now I come back to LA it's like 97 degrees so yes
0: the high today is 101 I was like like, are you you've got to be kidding me and I
1: don't you drive when you drive around and you see all these like pumpkin patches pumpkins for sale outside they've got to be all rotting I saw one like completely decimated just like splat all rotten yes I think
0: about it but you know what I love it anyway I I still love it all. Like uh, where I live in Glendale, like along the road that the Americana is, they have like hay bales set up with scarecrows yeah, and stuff. I, I, love and it. I love it. I'm sweating my brains out, but I love it. <laughs> it's, oh. Yeah. Hopefully it'll cool off by Halloween. So we
1: can- I hope so. I just decorated uh, yesterday in my house. I decorate my... Um, my mantle above my fireplace and around the fireplace I do it up real big so I just did it yesterday since I was it's a little late since I was out of town but it I keep going in there and looking at it you know it's like I just love it I'm like a kid
0: you are you are in general which is why it's fun to talk to you and have you on the show but also it's like well what does Marla decorating for Halloween look like when her house is always decorated for Halloween (laughs) I mean because you love like the witches and um you always get me skulls when you travel
1: and I, yep and
0: uh, so you're very witchy anyway <laughs>
1: yeah my I have a home office so it's kind of like my own little apartment in here and it is it does have witches it has um, a lot of uh, Virgin Mary and Jesus and stuff too from Mexico my husband's from Mexico City so when we go to Mexico I've been so many times and different areas, so I'll pick up some wonderful uh, Virgin Mary stuff, Day of the Dead stuff, and then skulls, and then I do have my witches, so it's kind of eclectic, it looks like I'm a, uh, I mean, if somebody came in, they'd say, well, a Christian witch uh, lives here, that's what they'd probably say. I
0: think of you, I thought it'd be fun to have you on this month, because the theme is really the theme of my business, creating the kick-ass life of your dreams, but I thought it'd be fun to get other people's take on what that looks like, and From me, the way I interpret Marla Martinson is you're like a spiritual adventurer. Like You just just pull from all kinds of things, and you are very, very adventurous. Way more than me. You're into... I mean, you're really fun to have as a friend, because I can be like, hey, there's this Luciferian ritual happening (laughs) in Orange County. You want to go? And you'll you'll be like, yeah, let's go check it out. Um, So do you relate? Does that sound... Accurate, spiritual. Oh, yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. I've always been uh, kind of a spiritual seeker, and especially kind of things kind of started for me, like in my late 20s, uh, when somebody told me about a book by Florence Scovel Shinn called the, the, um, the Game of Life and How to Play It. And then back then, we had the only real spiritual bookshop I knew of was The Bodhi Tree, and that was on Melrose. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I think they've reopened somewhere, so I've got to look that up. But um, that I'd go in there and then get, like, spiritual books. I got all of Florence Govel shinns books. Marianne Williamson started uh, speaking at that time, and I used to go see her You know, down the street from my house in a, in a church when it was still a kind of a small group. And um, then I got Wayne Dyer's tapes and less um, – and uh, Stuart Wilde and some other people, and then um, it really like in 2013, uh, my friend Julie and I uh, started hanging out more. She's a celebrity ghostwriter, and and she lives a few blocks from me. And she was the editor on my second book, um, Good Date, Bad Date. That's how we met back in like 2009. Uh, and so anyway, we. I found out that she's into this kind of stuff getting tarot readings and like psychics and stuff so we started um uh, going to different things around town. I had moved to the valley in two thousand eleven from Hollywood because my husband and I bought a house so we started going to all these things and then she introduced me like to the Green man store, which is more Wicca and then we'd go to things at Omen garden and The Imagine Center. I got to learn crystal healing, and I kind of went uh, a little berserk there, (laughs) and and just was like started on this on this um, crusade, like to to uh, kind of dip my toe into every pond in town, and I ended up getting all these my. Uh, one of my walls is like a quarter of it's covered with certifications, uh, framed uh, crystal healing, Reiki master, uh, five, fifth dimensional quantum healing, uh, Reiki for animals. You know all these things, and and um, so yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it. And then it was Julie, the who is the celebrity ghostwriter, who said, Marley, you should write a book about your your experience. Your our well, she's in it, it's like she's my sidekick, and so I wrote The Buddha Made Me Do It A Field Guide to Enlightenment, all about that journey of two, of two years of, of delving into all this stuff. So, yeah, anybody wants to go to something cool, uh, you've learned something new, give me a call. What I'm is, there.
0: I know you so are. What else is we did? Naha Armadi's uh, The Great Rite ritual that she does over at House huh? tuition
1: and what was that one that we went to that was in this big, like, room, and then they were circling was with that, candles?
0: I think that was a Luciferian ritual. Oh, maybe
1: that was something like that. Yeah, yeah. that was very interesting. Yeah, uh-huh. and you're
0: such a – they did um, part of the ritual. for. Let, let me let me set the stage for people here. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was kind of in a, um, almost an industrial part of town, like in the outskirts in an old – I don't know if it was a church or a rec room but it hadn't been like updated since maybe the early 70s or late 60s Ah. and they did like a full-on ritual wearing like different colored robes and it was very elaborate and then part of the ritual is they had people that were i don't know what we were in the congregation we were there witnessing it and they invited people up to do like a kind of communion thing, and I was like, I am not doing that because I do not, <laughs> I do not want somebody I don't know putting something in my mouth, and I like and and I look up and there's Marla in line waiting to do it.
1: <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> did I do it? Cause... I guess I did. That's right. I did. Yep. It's so you. It's so.
0: Oh you. my god. And on your birthday last year, we went to the Love Witch premiere, which has blown yeah. up. Blown up. Everybody knows what the Love Witch. Is. So that was
1: great. That was great. I feel oh my God. Pri- I
0: feel privileged that we got to go to the premiere and hear from the yeah. director and stuff because it's such a, it's such a fun, campy movie, but it's fascinating how it's, it still has legs. I still see like popular blogs and websites doing stories uh, on it and stuff. So uh-huh. It's still going.
1: Yeah, it's still going. Yeah. So and so then, yeah, well, I think we did like two things at the, at the, um, place in Silver Lake at, at, uh, with Yeah, we did the Naha. Then we did one in another a room that was in the back, a smaller room. We were sitting there, and there was crystal, like a crystal grid. Oh, my gosh. Something. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. were mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: and you're big on crystals. I enjoy crystals. I have like a – personal little thing that I do but I'm not super duper woo-woo about it and you totally are and You're really into the crystals. So you want to tell us a little bit about that? (laughs) I think (laughs) I think there's there's three things we should talk about because I don't talk about them here and I know that I know that my audience loves this stuff angels Reiki and Crystals like these are all things that you are really into
1: well, it's interesting because crystals, I used to see them like when I go to wherever some fair or something, you'd see them for sale. This, I'd see people wearing them and, and I didn't understand. I didn't think, well, what could, could a crystal do? It's just a piece of rock or whatever. I had no idea um, until I took the crystal healing class at the Imagine Center here in, in the San Fernando Valley. And um it was just, I was taking every class. The, the The owner of the place is called Goddess Tahita, and it's on Ventura. And it's a, it was at the time pretty small, but they've expanded to 2,000 square feet. It's a retail shop, and she would do classes. And we at that time, like 2013, there were these little classes that Julie and I would attend. Only like 10 people could fit in the room. And it was like kind of dark with candles and incense, and we'd learn how to connect with our guides or get psychic messages, or there were all these classes that would last about six weeks or whatever. So. Then we'd go once a week. It was only like $15 a class. So we loved them. One of the classes that was offered was crystal healing. So I loved Goddess Tahita. I would take anything she taught. So I signed up. Julie, some for some reason, wasn't interested in it. So I, I went by myself. And then in the class, I found out that um, I could become certified in crystal healing through that class. So I said, okay, I'll do it. And uh, I was just love learning how to clear. And then we learned about different crystals that that um, we can program them and the different properties like rose quartz is for love. Now, I did know that one, being a matchmaker. I knew rose quartz was, was the love stone, but learned about some of the different um, things and learned that our pineal gland actually is a crystal. It has a crystal in it, and so we are connected, and since the crystals come from the earth, uh, they are living beings, they can be programmed and and help us manifest and communicate. And we are connected to them as we are connected to all of the earth. So that was fascinating. And then when goddess Tahita said, Oh, well, uh, if you want, so we're learning how to clear people, and they're laying on the table, and we're placing the crystals, she says, if any of you do Reiki or any other kind of energy work, you can add that to, to your session. And, uh, I said, "Oh, well, I guess I better do that." So then I found a Reiki master named Cat Lowe in Beverly Hills and and took Reiki from her and one and two and then I took the Reiki master. Of course, you know, I have to go all the way with all these things. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, and so I add so now I do I do have some clients and I have uh, my my room here, my Uh, in in my house and people can come and i give a beautiful session i combine it with reiki and crystals and it's really great i love it and i do some distance energy healing and i just have a lot of crystals that i've purchased now i don't need any more and my husband said you have enough no more don't buy any more and it's it's pretty true the only thing I'm missing are some of those bigger ones, those, you know, like three feet tall or whatever. Um, I have a lot of smaller ones or medium. But but yeah, I love them. I'll travel with a few. Like when I go up to Seattle, I'll bring, you know, five or six and my rattle. And I'll give people healings up there and clearings, my mom's friends and stuff, which is fun. But yeah, they're very pretty. I like to wear one in my bra or program one for ma- manifesting or put one under my dog's bed or they they're so multi-purpose and then wearing them they're so pretty.
0: Right. Yes. Okay, so let's you mentioned programming them. So how do you do that?
1: Yeah. Well, you it's you can just really intense. So when you first get a crystal, you want to um, you can if let's say nobody has a crystal, probably your your listeners all have some, but yeah, if you yeah. don't, you yeah, you just, you know, pick your favorite crystal or go buy one that you connect with so then of course you want to clear it which you can run it under cold water or what my favorite thing is to smudge it with sage or incense so you just want to cleanse it of any other energies or anything and then you can just take it and you can put your intent into it you can you can um tell it you know uh look you know i i want to Uh, you are going to be my crystal for manifesting more money this month and put your intention into it. Uh, You can put your energy, maybe hold your hand over it. And that's programmed. And then you can work with it, you can meditate with it, you can put it by your bed, you can put it in your purse or your bra or on your altar. And um, then when you're Done. So that'll have that intention will be in your energy field from that crystal, and uh, or you can wear it, whatever, and then you just keep it for a while, and, and after a while, that intention is in your energy field, and you can set that down or put it away or cleanse it, and you'll still have that intention, and you can use it again for something else. Uh, so nice. that's, it's pretty simple. Yeah, and you could always Google anything about crystals. You'll find a lot of information if you want to do something with them.
0: Do you have a favorite story around working with a crystal?
1: Oh, boy. Um, do I have any favorite? Well, I'll t- I, I have a favorite um, crystal, which is moldavite. I'll tell you that. I, I try to wear moldavite almost every day. It's an extraterrestrial stone, which I'm really fascinated with extraterrestrials as well so this stone was uh came down to the earth in a about 15 million years ago in a meteorite and crashed down where is now the czech republic and it's kind of a green translucent stone it has a lot of energy some people aren't even able to wear it or work with it it's too strong um and it's interesting because i i don't feel it i don't feel anything overwhelming when i wear it i just love it uh, so I I wear that stone, like to work with it, and um, yeah, I, I I wouldn't say I have any any funny stories with it, but yeah. <laughs> I think I think your hair is rubbing on your
0: microphone, perhaps. I'm hearing oh. like a shush, okay. Shush, shush, shush oh. kind of shush, shush. <laughs>
1: so, All right, I'll hold it um, out. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, that might be it. Um, yeah, my first beloved, I had crystals, but the my first one that I. I don't know i kind of anthropomorphized i i gave a personality to it it was a fluorite skull that i named frank and i would sleep with my crystals i still do but uh when i first was really working with them i would sleep with them and i just something about this particular stone i had these very epic vivid dreams and it just seemed that every time i slept with this With Frank every time I slept with Frank I had these wild dreams and um, but fluorite is a very soft stone and a couple of times I woke up in the middle of a dream and I like flung it across the room and so his jaw chipped and it happened once and I was like oh no Frank I'm so sorry oh what did I do to you uh and then I did it again and it chipped it again so Frank Frank just now is um, decorative. I love him because he was like my first experience with a crystal where I actually had, you know, uh, a spiritual connection to it. But um, yeah, so Frank just sits with my collection of skulls now because I don't want to break them anymore.
1: Oh yeah I was sleeping with some bigger stones too and I uh, there's an elestial that I like not celestial but elestial and it's kind of like mine's a little smoky quartz celestial but it's it's big it's about the big as big as my hand and I would sleep with it and that one uh brings down information constantly new information from the angelic realm and so I'd sleep with that and I did have some uh I've astral travel I was astral traveling a lot I'd just find myself floating above my body I could feel it like my legs were whoa up and down with that one. But then the, the uh, stones would end up falling out of the bed onto the hardwood floor, which my husband was freaking out. "Your Chip, you're, you're denting the floor, you know, no more sleeping with crystals. So I put them either a little one under the pillow or next to my bed now so that they don't fall out. I forget they're there, get up to go to the bathroom or something, clunk, you know. Yes, yes. Pro tip, yeah.
0: pro tip. You can put them inside your pillowcase as well. Right. Oh, yes. Very good.
1: <laughs> Very good. <laughs>
0: So how do you... See, angels is... A, I have an issue with angels because um, everybody I know loves angels and works with angels. And I I wasn't raised... I'm Christian, but we weren't raised really learning about angels at all. It wasn't really a reality outside of Christmas um, or this old saying that you're always entertaining angels unaware... Um, But it wasn't, like, a part of the religion growing up. And then when I got into witchy stuff, I never gravitated toward that at all. And um, I was just... We're talking about ghosts on Patreon this month. And I was just talking about, like, maybe the ghosts that I see, because I have many, many, many cool ghost stories that have happened to me personally. Maybe what I'm calling a ghost, someone else calls an angel. Like, maybe we're seeing do you know what I mean like we're seeing the same thing but labeling it differently and I had an experience where I wanted to work with Angel Michael because I just wanted to see what this was all about and um I was trying to call that energy in and be like, do you want to work with me? Let's do this thing and it really kind of went nowhere. So I'm kind of back to square one of like angels boo. Uh, <laughs> but you're but you are you work with an angel. You you yeah. channel an angel and you talk about angels all the time and you just mentioned the angelic realm. So her
1: mm-hmm. it well, about angels. Is it is isn't it interesting how um in the uh, Christian religion and ca- and uh like my husband grew up Catholic and I know that in in the Bible that's full of angels and the angels came to Mary and the angels came to all, angels, angels, angels in, in the Bible and in the churches, there's angels everywhere. But, but, uh, they're like you said, they're not really, um, talked about outside of there in the Bible and in art. And I mean, they seem to be everywhere. And my husband being brought up in Mexico, very, you know, Catholic, his mother went to church three times a week, you know, um, he doesn't, uh, he, be- you know, believes, uh, he does not believe in angels. And and, and he says, that's just something that uh, Michelangelo invented for his art.
0: <laughs> oh, I've <laughs> so, never heard that take on it before.
1: <laughs> yeah. So so I, of course, don't agree. But I, I said, wow, you know, you're Catholic, you grew, brought up, I mean, look at all the angels in the Bible, and then but you don't, I don't understand. But so anyway, he doesn't. Uh, So that is interesting. How with with, uh, the religion, people brought up Christian or in the Catholic Church or whatever. There's it's full of angels, but they really don't have have that connection with them. So I was not brought up uh, really in any any religion uh, per se. So, um, but it's interesting because I would see Doreen Virtue and some of these angel communicators and taught. You know, I thought, oh, she's very interesting, and I listened to Hay House Radio uh re- regularly religiously <laughs> and I loved it but I thought I was thought I don't know about this angels really they're talking to angels come on I I had such a doubt I thought I don't know about this um and then which I think I don't know if it's chapter 2 or 3 uh in the buddha made me do it my spiritual memoir jewel I talk about the the you know, day that I communicated with my angel when Julie decided to come over one night with a couple of talking boards that she had downloaded and put on this, she'd kind of created her own talking boards. There were these big talking boards, and she brought them over, and we'd never done it before. Uh, and so she comes in, and we set the stage, and it's dark and candles, and I put my crystals and saints, and we did our little protection prayer, and and uh, we you know, put our hands. We had a little makeshift planchette, which was a little round wooden game piece that she brought, and we put our fingers on it, and we said, you know, is anyone here that wants to co- connect with us? And, and somebody did come through. The first time though it was a tr- kind of a trickster it said his name was Secret Spirit and we said well would you tell us your name and he said no mine for me oh. so he was kind of just we're like well you know I said are you a good spirit or bad he said good and you know we talked to him a little bit and we're like okay well that was interesting so then the next night she came over and we went back on the board and Secret Spirit came through for a little bit then he left and then somebody came through and said hello and I said who is this and the board spelled a n g e l angel and i was like angel you're an angel and and it said yes and i said who's and she said guardian angel and she introduced herself as murther my guardian angel and i was like oh my god wow this is so amazing this is so cool so then Julie would come over regularly, like every week. We'd get on the ber- board and talk to Murther When she just said, "Then just call me Mirth," M-U-R-T-H. Well, when she had said Murther, Julie goes, "Look it up, Google it." So I googled it, and and it was, a, I think it was a um, Gaelic, Gaelic or a, a Scottish or Welsh term that that means martyr. And I said, "Oh, that's very. Uh, that sounds about right for me." <laughs> <laughs> so, because uh, I was always, you know, the, everybody has work to do on themselves, and I was one to always kind of play the victim, you know. So, I was like, oh, that that goes. So anyway, uh, Mirth and I. Uh, had this great relationship. And then I wanted to talk to Mirth by myself. I didn't want to have Julie come over all the time. And so I sat there, I bought some other boards, different angel boards and stuff. And I would sit there in the evening and try to con- communicate and nothing would happen. The planchette would not move. And I was like, and when I talked talk to her with Julie, I said, why is it not working? And she said, energy. So I'm like, oh, great. So I don't have enough energy. So I'd sit there. I even thought about asking, trying to get my dog Macy to put her paw on there to try (laughs) to get, like, how, what can I do? What can I do? Damn it. So in the meantime, I was getting some energetic attunements. I was getting my Reiki attunements. I was doing some other energetic work, getting attuned by people. Uh, And over about eight months of that. Finally, one night, because I'd only give it about 10 minutes because my back would start hurting. It was like really boring to sit there. And then one night it started moving and that was it. And then Mirth and I were in contact. And then uh, my second in command, Angel Thomas, uh, appeared and then he comes through. And then I said, uh, my friend Karen Dahlman, who is a Ouija board expert of forty, 40 uh, year over forty years? She also so she uses the board. So I had had contacted her. I'd seen her on on uh, George Nouri's show uh, Beyond Belief that I had also been on, and uh, I, I had friended her on Facebook and I contacted her. I said, "Listen, I need to talk to you. I don't have anybody to talk to about this." And so she, we, uh, Karen and I became fast friends and and um, talked about the communication. Now she uh, communicated... Regularly with lots of different um, beings and things on the board. But we both then we started doing this um, video series on YouTube called The Women of Ouija, where we would talk about all sorts of spiritual things based around the board. But then we both said, We're going to get off the board and start channeling without it. And so I said to Mirth, I want to get off the board. So I'm going to do um, automatic writing on my computer. So I'd sit there and I could hear the messages and I'd type them up. So then I started offering. Uh, readings to people, and I only charge $15 because it's something fun. I mean, I'm not like a professional psychic or something, so I said, This is just gonna be fun. So, I've been doing that for a couple of years, and every time I ask, uh, you know, for confirmation, was this uh, did this resonate? And people say, Yes, it was spot on. Mirtha's always spot on, it's amazing. And so, I can, I just want to know that I'm hearing uh, the, the messages not from me. And so that's been really fun and exciting. So yeah, so I've got my guardian. I mean, we've all got our guardian angels. So I've tapped into mine. And now I don't think, you know, these angel communicators are so airy fairy anymore. You know, it was hard to believe until it happened to me. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm like that. I'm, That's, I'm a woo-woo skeptic, but then once something happens, like, I can talk about ghosts till I'm blue in the face, because I've had a lot of experiences, (laughs) and and that's very real for me. Do you know what I mean? Um, But, so you surprised me just now, because I always thought, when I, I love the name Mirth. I love the name Mirth for an angel, and, but I always thought, like, Mirth, like, with an eye, I guess, like, joy, right? And Mirth and Merriment and, uh... It surprised me that you said martyr and also that you related to that because you are so not a martyr at all and like that I've experienced. <laughs> is, is that something that you have healed in yourself and worked through or is it something you still work on? I, I just uh, I've never seen that side of you before.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. Well, we all have our shadow sides. And I think um, my codependent tendencies uh, that I really worked on from coming from an alcoholic you know, uh, family, uh, I I was really uh, codependent. I mean, like when I, uh, in my early 20s, I think I remember when I was about 19 or 20, and I just first moved to LA, I remember this guy, this is a good example of it. So this guy comes up to me, he was from Spain or something. And he was asking me a question about how to get somewhere. I think it was downtown or somewhere far. LA is so big. And I was in West Hollywood. And instead of telling him, Uh, I actually got on the bus with him and took him there. Oh, my God. I would do things like that. I would feel like I had to help people. I would be just, um, yeah, and stay in relationships that were verbally abusive. And, you know, so... Anyway, I think it roots everything. goes back to childhood, or or I recently had a session with a wonderful woman called Carol Howe, who is a master teacher of a Course in Miracles. Um, she's one of the she's the only living person now that that was a, a friend of the, one of the original scribes, Bill Thetford, and she uh, get, uh, gifted me this beautiful um, session with her, and she was telling me that even in when, when the sperm and the egg, uh, come together, there can be from DNA, uh, from past ancestors, there can be damage there. Uh, um, so that we bring in, so everything either goes back to childhood or even before childhood are issues that we've got to work on and, um, self love that that's lacking. A lot of times we don't even realize that we don't, Fully love and accept ourselves and this society is constantly reminding us You know you've got to be younger or more or have more likes or or look a certain way or be a certain weight or a certain age Or popular on this or that so it's constantly in our face Um, So yeah, so you know we all have things to work on and that that one definitely had rung rung a bell Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, I love the tagline on your website that says love yourself love your life because I think the first is necessary for the second. Love yourself, love your life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm a matchmaker. I've I've been a high end matchmaker for 16 years, and I see, I I, I can see the, that some of the same people, uh, for those 16 years I've been in the business, still single, still looking, still dating, still trying to you know make themselves perfect by by injecting maybe a little more into the lips or some more Botox or a little bigger breasts or. A facelift or, uh, you know, whatever, searching, searching, because they're looking for love outside themselves and um, that it's never going to work. So we have to totally love and accept ourselves. And um, that's going to, as you, you know, you talk about that law of attraction, our vibration is going to raise and things will come to us. And it, you know, we just cannot find uh, love and acceptance outside of ourselves, no matter how hard we look you know and I was bullied as a kid there's always going to be some bullies or trolls or somebody who doesn't agree with you so we have to be right with ourselves and it sounds cliche love you if you don't love yourself who can love you but it's it's the foundation
0: yeah so that's what you want to attract from too you want to attract a partner from that place I believe personally that the love you feel for yourself is it's not only setting the example, but like you said, it's energetic. It's mm-hmm. energetic. So you're going to attract a reflection of that. And, and that can be, I mean, I think our soulmates sometimes too are wound mates. Because I've certainly had some big relationships in my life that were soulmate like and um, but I think it was about healing like I feel like we were meant to come together because I had wounds that needed to be healed and and most likely vice versa
1: (laughs) oh absolutely me too same thing yeah some doozies
0: I was attracting from a (laughs) wounded place so if you're thinking soulmate and you're thinking like pleasure joy peace uh, I would and you're not there yet. I think the time that you invest in learning to love yourself is well worth it. Well worth it before you get into the next relationship.
1: Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, we just attracted, uh, you know, the same guy in a different pair of pants.
0: Right. Yeah. You have, um, I, one of the first things I noticed about you besides this like spiritual adventurer thing that I, is very unique to you in terms of people that I've met, but uh, you also have a really rocking sense of I would say self-love but it's also sort of like you seem delighted to be you like you wear glitter every day and whatever you're excited about you're like really excited to talk about it and I remember going to your house for the first time and you're just like flinging off your clothes and your bathing suit like strutting around like yay jump in the pool and I just uh, <laughs> you know I just I don't know there's something about you that it's like a a little bit different than self-love. It's like self-delight. Like I'm just enjoying being me.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I jumped in the pool with Tanner. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Raced him. Well, look, I mean, now I'm over 50. So it's interesting because when you're younger, it's like, oh, I can't. I, I mean, I think when I was a teenager, you know, those awkward years when you're like in puberty and and then my mom would say, "Oh, Marla won't even stick her nose out the door, you know, if, unless she has makeup on." Or I was looking in the mirror because you'd get a zit or something. And and I remember some kids t- saying, "Oh, Mar, you're stuck up. You're stuck up because you keep looking in the mirror." And I was looking in the mirror, my hand mirror in my purse, because I was I was uh, um, not I was uncomfortable. You know, I was what do you call it? <laughs> Insecure. insecure. Yes. In, I was insecure, but they took it as I was, uh, you know, like thought I was such hot stuff <laughs> that I was just admiring myself. But, but, and then being a redhead, we're like two to 3% of the world population, very unique. And uh, so I would, you know, get bullied about that or called names and stuff. But I, I, um, you know, like I related with Pippi Longstocking. Uh, you know, I, I always like loved the outcasts. Uh, if I was going to get a little pet, like go, Uh, pick out a kitten, I would have to pick out the runt uh, because they needed me. And I always kind of was for the underdog. And um, yeah, I really, you know, was a bookworm and just would like to go into the woods by myself, collect pine cones or trap bugs, or whatever, pussy willows, pick the berries. I was kind of Um, could spend a lot of time alone. So I did like my own company. And then as I got and once you get older, you realize, okay, the skin's not perfect anymore. You know, this last 10 pounds, maybe is not going to come off, whatever. It's like, well, what am I going to do? Try to pretend that I'm still that model, you know, actress model 20 years ago. No, it's like, if somebody doesn't like my cellulite, F them, you know, I don't care. I'm going to, take off my clothes and jump in the pool. You kind of get that freedom. Age gives you that freedom. I really, it's my life. I love what I do. I love my life. I love my house. I love my business. I love my dog, my husband, my crystals, everything. So I don't care what anyone else thinks. If they don't like it, don't watch my stuff, don't hang out with me, go do your own thing, you know, so I re- you really kind of get that as you get older. Yeah, and feel- it feels really good. I mean, that's one of the perks, because there's some other things. It's not so, you know, great, but uh, that's life. That's the duality.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you've kind of come full circle to who you were as a girl, too, because you are, I think, very unique and quirky and different. And now you're enjoying it. <laughs> oh, well, yeah,
1: and I'll run into, you know, Home Depot and run, oh, you know, run over to the Halloween section and, and you know, press every button so that they're all things are animating or, you know what? Yeah, I am. I just have that, that uh, youthful spirit that I don't think I'll ever, ever leave. My husband once said, oh, God, he says, it feels like I have a an, an 11-year-old daughter. He said, <laughs> you
0: guys have an interesting relationship because you are super woo-woo the most woo-woo person I know and he is so not like right and so it's really that I know that's a theme in your book um, the Buddha made me do it because I mean that added some comic relief to the book as well not that it even needed comic relief it's a um, it's a bubbly journey I think but uh, what has that been like for you know, being so magical, and then married to just a total
1: muggle. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Well, he's into astronomy, so he really loves. He studies the stars and the planets, and uh, likes to go to the J. I think it's called JPL. You know, the and, and go, he watches all the um, documentaries on all the all of that astronomy stuff. Uh, but he's not, and then he likes the crystal stuff, he likes the Reiki now. The first time I gave him Reiki, he freaked out, he must have felt the energy, and he rushes into the kitchen. It's in my book, he's like, what did you do to me? I almost had a stroke, are you trying to kill me? You know, he's like, "Ah," and I'm like, what are you talking about? So yeah, he's uh, grew up, um, you know, Catholic in Mexico, so they were against tarot cards. So the first time I got her he found out that I got a reading which was like in 2001 somebody gifted me one for for a wedding gift a girlfriend from work and uh, he was yelling at me that's evil you know you're evil if you do this and so he's had some issues with with it with some of the stuff but um, then on the other hand there's some things he likes but I can't I told him I said I'm so I have to be me and you've just got to accept accept it I'm not doing anything dark I'm not doing anything nefarious here it's all uh, light angels and good works and trying to you know heal people and and all of that so and I do like ha- my Halloween, but uh so he 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 kind of goes back and forth he has some I think a lot of it is he's afraid of what people might think like his friends will think uh that I'm we really weird and then that would reflect on him so a lot of it is what other people think that he's afraid of as well. I think it really comes from fear yeah,
0: yeah well for sure anytime yeah. Anytime we have a, a judgment on something unknown, it's that it's that fear of the unknown too, right?
1: hmm yeah. yeah. And you're a vegan and he's not. Oh jeez, yeah. That's also a trouble for him. He's like <laughs> does doesn't understand how and how eating an egg can hurt anybody. Yeah, so you have have like a I love Lucy woo woo thing kind of. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. We are like in our in my first memoir, Diary of a Beverly Hills Matchmaker. uh, We actually call each other Ricky and Lucy because we you know, he's, he's from Mexico, and he is a musician. He plays live at, at Wolfgang Steakhouse in Beverly Hills. So he's always been a musician singer, like Ricky, and then I'm Lucy, the wacky redhead. I used to be an actress, so I'd always try to get in the show. I even got to sing a couple times, you know, uh, at the piano bar, um, and that was quickly s- squashed. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 It's funny because I, I always, you know, I took dance lessons for, gosh, probably 15 years, but before that, I took taken singing lessons and baton lessons and uh, every kind of lesson. You know, I even wanted at one point when I was a kid, I wanted to be a ventriloquist, so I got my parents got me a ventriloquist doll. Uh, I wanted to be the fastest tap dancer in the world, so I was taking tap. But I always wished I could sing and. Um, Uh, My voice just isn't, you know. One teacher told me, he says, "Look, some people are natural, like Celine Dion. Some people are, you know, like a a racehorse. You're not, you know, you just don't have it." And and so I was like, "Yeah, okay, I can accept that." But but I gave it another whirl. Like um, I don't know, maybe around 2002 or something. I said to Adolfo, "I want to sing Edith Piaf, uh, La Vie En Rose." And so we practiced it at home, and I thought it was great. And I sang it at the end of the night at the piano bar he was playing at, and. Our friends were around the piano. That was all who was there. And I sang it, and everybody was clapping. And then Adolfo turns and looks at me, and he says, Honey, that was terrible. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And I said, I know, but thanks for letting me try. Oh, see,
0: that's so Marla. You're such a – just you explaining, like, the ventriloquism, the tap dancing. I took this class and then this class. Uh, it seems like that's just extended onto your spiritual adventures. You just lean in. That's a good way to put it. Like You just lean in, lean in,
1: lean in, lean in. If I was the lottery, I'd probably just spend my life jumping from workshop to workshop, class to class. Yeah, I I, I love it. I love the people I meet there. I love learning new things, um, implementing it. So, yeah, I'm I'm like a lifelong learner.
0: Yeah, that's a great thing to be. That's, I think, another secret to maintaining youthfulness we're all gonna get wrinkles but that I think of uh Betsy Johnson has this like youthfulness to her right like you can't oh yeah you can't see her I don't look at her and say oh she's an old woman she's in her 70s now I just see like bubbly youthfulness right and I think I think your adventurous spirit is like that
1: Oh, thank you. And that 100-year-old yoga teacher now, you know, we see her popping up on the internet all the time. She was 94, then 95. Now she's, I think she's 100. She's still teaching yoga. And she says, and she said in one of the interviews, she says, I smile at the world and the world smiles back. We do. Poor
0: Sean Lynn. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she's a ballroom dancer too.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Yep, I love. I I have a thing for old ladies. I really Me too. Me I, too. I, I hey,
1: I, there's a T-shirt. I have a picture. Um, I'll have to post it on our group. You know, it's so if anybody hasn't seen it, it's this woman with short uh, gray hair, and she's probably in her 60s or 70s, and she's wearing a boa and a white T-shirt, and in black it says, "Old is the new black." Oh, I've
0: seen it. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that great. I love that meme. I love that. <laughs>
0: it's
1: awesome. Yes. I'd like to get that shirt.
0: So within the context of creating the kick-ass life of your dreams, um, try to keep on that theme. Do you feel like your spiritual adventures, that that's part of it for you? That, um, Like, is there an end to the seeking or is, this, or is the journey of the seeking the destination? Does that make oh, sense? Oh, yeah,
1: definitely the journey because there's so many things I'm interested in that I've just skimmed the surface. I'll never be able to. Uh, learn it all, so yeah, definitely. Well, what and you, that's, what are you uh, seeking? What are you looking for? Um, well, I think I, I try to stay in the moment, and every day do something I love. I, I I'm lucky where I you know creating the kickass life of your dreams. To me. This was my definition because I, I remember uh, a few. So I started my own business in 2010. I was in my late 40s. But before that, I was working in Beverly Hills for a high-end matchmaking company. It was, you know, kind of stressful. I was starting to get sick a lot, bronchitis, my right arm hurt. The boss that I had was did not have, like, the same ethics values that i did it was really there was some things going on and i was getting sick of going into an office monday through friday having only two weeks vacation a year you know the whole thing so i but one of my friends who lived in the apartment building that i lived in we were sitting by the pool one day and her name was lynn and she had retired early i she somehow through luck of i think she was like left a little money then she invested wisely she got to retire I think in her forties uh, or something. So anyway, she's she's. But every day, but she would go to yoga. She would. Do, she lived frugally, but she was the boss of her life. She was pulling her own strings. And I looked at her and I said, you know what? Yes, I make a lot more money than you. And da 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 da. But I said, you are successful. You because you make your own schedule. Success to me is being able to make your own schedule and pull your own strings. And that was my definition. I had dreamed. Uh, to do that and you know I had this boss that wanted us to look the girls to look sexy in the office and we couldn't wear our hair up he wanted it down and and so I was like oh I can't wait till I can work at home in my yoga pants with my hair up in a ponytail and, you know, look the way I want and work my own schedule, get up when I want. I didn't want to get up at 8am anymore because my husband would get home at midnight or one from his job. And then I'd have to get up real quiet and leave. And I was like, this is I, you know, didn't want that anymore. So I ended up all of my affirmations and I used a lot of this law of attraction stuff and to create this. I mean, everything that I wrote, down, I do a lot of scripting, which I think you have talked about and done scripting, where I scripted out the exact scenario, that the house, every every detail of the house I wanted to buy, the, the life, the way my office looked, what I got to wear sitting there, my schedule, my everything. And it's all materialized uh, since 2010. Um, and so, yeah, so, so success and living the kick ass life of your dreams for me is being happy with every day. I don't want to have to say T G I F or Oh my God, it's Monday. Every day should be, yay, it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. Friday.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. You know what? Can I get can I squeeze one more story out of you? Because you just mentioned yeah. something. I love I love that you manifested your house.
1: Yes. Yes. So, so
0: can we tell that
1: story? Yeah. Okay. So Adolfo and I were living in Hollywood in an apartment um, up on near Franklin, up by Runyon Canyon. And and I loved it. I I just loved it. I'd get up in the mornings and walk down to Hollywood Boulevard and have a cup of coffee before everything was open and look at some and then I in the afternoons and see the characters there and um, just loved the location but we really wanted to buy a house because he's he's a, a composer he has his recording studio I had my own business I wanted my office it was so crammed and then of course that what comes along with apartments is neighbors smoking or loud or you know all these issues so I'm like let's we wanted to buy a house and uh, the recession was started Um, So housing was, you know, going down a little because so expensive. And and I used to look around up my neighborhood in Hollywood and perfect houses, but they were like a million two, a million three. Well, we couldn't do that. Adolfo had had, uh, uh, supported his parents, his elderly parents. uh, For years, he'd send them like 1500 a month because uh, his father had lost money in the stock market, whatever they ended up needing help. So all the money was, extra money was going there. So we couldn't buy a house. So I was writing down um, everything. I said, I, I just uh, love, I'm so happy uh, working in my home office, in my slippers, and my yoga pants with my hair up. And, I ha- and in our house in the San Fernando Valley, with three bedrooms, two baths two-car garage, a swimming pool, a fireplace, granite countertops, um, and with a view of uh, outside from my office. And I just just am so happy that we're living here and, you know, whatever. I don't remember the exact wording, but I had to put every detail I wanted in there and how my office was and how I worked and everything. And uh, in 2011... The crash went down to, we had been looking for, you know, we were looking in 2009, gave up for a bit, looked again, and then it went bottomed out more. And so we ended up finding a house after looking like at 64 houses or whatever, found the house. It has every detail that I just mentioned. It was redone from inside gutted, you know, that it was, um, the bank had repossessed it and then they redid it, so it was beautiful inside. And it was 370000
0: <laughs> Wow. So, so that just it. makes me want to fall on the floor. For people, yes. for people that don't live in Los Angeles, that's like a garage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because it was, it had been at the height, like five or maybe 600000 you know. So now it's gone up. I'm sure if we sold it now, we could get 500000 or more. But it went up just, we've been here six and a half years. But um, So we got together a down payment and we... You know, did it. and um, but it was that holding that vision and writing. I love scripting because i um I've used it for different things, you know, getting a book deal and a house and my business. Um, it really makes a difference when you write it down, carry it around. Um, there are some things that I've written down that I never did uh, manifest when I look back, but you know, that's okay. You just keep keep your goals and And uh, for me, really, it's about lifestyle. I don't want anything anymore. It's like if a birthday comes up, I hope people aren't giving me stuff, except maybe if it's a crystal or a candle. I want more experiences, a massage, a a trip, a a manicure, go to a show, a a class. As you get older, it's like I don't want to. And you were saying the same thing. You had purged, you know, and kind of got, you know, we, we don't, when we're younger, it's more about what kind of stuff can I get when we attract stuff, but Now it's more experiences. Like last month, we we took an amazing trip to uh, Vienna, Budapest, and Bratislava, two weeks. And I'm still high from it. it. I'll never forget it. It was so amazing.
0: Wow. Yeah. Oh, and we should mention too something neat because we have a major like Sowen Halloween crowd here listening and you are having a death cafe at your house, which I know like nobody can go to listening because people are listening <laughs> from all over the world. Um, but you can you tell us what that is? Cause I
1: just- yeah, it's interesting. So I wanted to, you know, uh, my mom always inspires me because for eight years she's been feeding the homeless up in uh, Seattle area uh, twice a week and whenever I go up, I go up to Seattle see her about once every two months so uh, i've been going and feeding the homeless with her whenever i'm there and i'm like gosh i really wish i could do something with my skills so i decided to uh volunteer for hospice here in la and so i trained and i said i you know my with my energy skill skills my reiki i'd like to uh, volunteer so this wonderful it's in glendale this group uh this hospice group, um, I go there and and we do little, you know, we'll do trainings or, Different things. So it's the woman who runs it, Janelle, she's so wonderful because she gets all of us together and ha- have maybe a book, uh, sometimes a book club where we'll read a book about the afterlife or whatever and talk about it. And then she started this thing called the Death Cafe, which I think she started in England. And what it is, peop- if you, you could it, Google Death Cafe and you'll see this website and it'll say, oh, we get together and have cake and discuss death, but in like in a fun way. So we uh, do it, though, as a potluck. So uh, the people involved in the hospice group will get together. We'll all bring food and uh, maybe some skulls or whatever, and talk about get together and eat and drink and talk about death. And I says I'll hold the next one at my house because it's going to you know in October, and I love Halloween, so I decorated for Halloween. Um, the people from the hospice will come, the volunteers, but also some of my friends. Uh, my friend, Psychic Linda Salvin, she's going to be here. Everybody's excited to meet her. I was hoping you could come, Joanna, but you, you're not going to make it. But um, some other interesting people, Julie, and we're going to have a great time with some good food and Halloween theme and and talk about death. Because, uh, you know, it's in our culture, society, we tend to kind of, ooh, don't talk about it, don't mention it, don't, it's taboo, but it's something that we're all going to experience. And so why not uh, face it with some um, humor and, you know, fun. I guess. <laughs> yeah, and and dignity too. Dignity, we, of course. We we know, talk about loved ones and to you know. pretend it doesn't
0: exist is to pretend that our our loved ones that are dying or have just passed away don't exist on some level. Like we are shoving it so far back in the closet that it's become a giant cultural shadow in a way in um, the Western world in parts of it anyway. Um, which, yeah. which is actually something I appreciate. Um, your husband's from Mexico. I, I love the Mexicans for this. They really, like, understand, like, honoring your ancestors, and they celebrate the Day of the Dead, and it's such a part of their culture, and I feel like, hey, they're our next-door neighbors. We could learn a tip or two <laughs> from
1: yeah. Them. The Day of the Dead is kind of catching on here, and and in Mexico they'll go to the graves, graveyards, and grave sites and sit and bring food and marigolds, and they'll sit and um, eat with their ancestors that have passed, that's, like a picnic. That's beautiful. Kind of, that's beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so this was fabulous. It was all over the place, which I knew it would be because you you are because you have all these you know adventures, and I wanted to touch on as many of them as I could, but like zeroing in on like one tip it doesn't have to be the end-all be-all tip but what would be one tip for creating the kick-ass life of your dreams woo-woo style we'll do it woo-woo style Woo
1: style. one tip find something to make it uh fun to to make your goals come true so whether it's scripting or programming a crystal or lighting a candle uh i i think a woo-woo thing that you can do is uh to take a goal and even if you know let's say you want to start your own business or or do something you don't have to quit your job to do it Um, you can do it start doing it on the side start a little magic ritual to create it slowly Um, because there's some things I'm trying to still create that I don't have time to do fully but you can still have that little magical time for yourself to whether you want to do card readings or start an online business or uh, start you know selling dog biscuits or whatever you want to do but don't just think oh I can't do it Um, it's going to be too hard Um, you know magic is everywhere and if you can dream it you can achieve it (laughs)
0: We need to tell them how to find you, too. And you have a new podcast, so we'll tell them
1: about that also before we let you go. Okay, yeah, Uh, MarlaMartinson.com, M-A-R-L-A-M-A-R-T-E-N-S-O-N. And I've got a free um, guided self-love meditation on my website if you go there. You can get that because it's all about loving yourself, and you can listen to it, and it'll download those affirmations into your subconscious Um, and yeah, I have a everything that I do is on my website and I have a new podcast that's every Wednesday, uh, through Goldilocks productions. It's on blog talk radio, 10 AM, uh, Pacific 1 AM Eastern. And what's fun is I usually have a psychic on so people can call in and get readings and it's called the mystical matchmaker, which is great. And, uh, yeah, please connect with. me. Yes. And my, book the Buddha, and my book, The Buddha Made Me Do It, is um, on Amazon and on my website. Nice.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for doing this, Thank Marla. You.
1: Thanks. Bye, everybody.
0: Bye. Much love. Peace.